This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. And Gordon, before we unveil another bracket and give you an update, let me just finish what I'm telling you, why, what's what made this loss even worse. <laughs> okay, as, ba- as bad as it was, Gordon, as bad as it was, here's what made it worse. The teams you're battling with, they lost. The Celtics lost tonight. Okay? Mm-hmm. The Heat won, and now they have the same record as you, but they have the tiebreaker over you. Right. So you could have you, you could have gained ground. Gordon, you're now sixth. Okay? Yeah. And, and and tied with Miami, who's fifth, because of like I said, because they have the, the you know the advantage because they've beaten you. I mean, Gordon, this was an opportunity for you to move up. You're you're sliding down, and that's what you don't want to do in this situation. You don't want to make Omar a profit because, listen, we're running to promo code Gordon. Yeah. Not trying to do this play-in game. But this is an opportunity where you had – I mean, you got Dallas coming up. You, you, you heard what Dallas did to – you heard what Dallas did tonight. And you know there's a tall guy who, if he's able to play, is looking forward to coming into the garden and making some noise. Yeah, and, and look, I, I mean, a lot of the, the – the one thing – we talk about the things you can count on with the Knicks. The thing that you have been able to rely on is, if nothing else, the Knicks beat – the teams they're supposed to be, right? Yes. Like they might not be able to hang. Even if they play their best game and, and the Nets or the Sixers, they just play kind of a, a mediocre game for them. They might still be able to beat the Knicks even when the Knicks play their best. But they, they have made their bones this year being able to beat the bad teams. And there's no worse team than the T-Wolves. And <laughs> you just you let them off the hook. You did it to yourself. So this, I mean, this is, uh, this is as bad as it gets. This is. There's no question about it. And, yeah, I get it. It's on the road, all the other stuff. But, Gordon, and see, now what it does, all right, and I promise I'll get to the brackets in a second. Now what it does, Gordon, is it makes you, as a Knicks fan, really look at this team and wonder, right, are they really advancing? Now, once again, I get it. No Derrick Rose tonight. They could have used him again. And, mm-hmm. and, and you go back to say just how, just how thin a margin this team has offensively. Okay, and and tonight for some reason, they allowed Minnesota to get hot defensively. I mean, to get hot from the three, which did not help them at all. So they were lackadaisical on offense. They were lackadaisical on their closeouts with the three on defense. Gordon, this was just a bad, bad, bad loss. Yeah, and I, I'm sure that I mean among the other things that I'm sure Tom Thibodeau is uh, you know pulling his hair out about is is just how careless they were with the ball down the stretch. I mean, there were there were even times where Alex Burt Alec Burks had one uh, possession where you know it didn't it didn't cost them. Uh, it, it, they weren't able to to get the ball away, but you know he was dribbling the ball off his leg. It was going. I mean, it, it just seemed like they did not take care of the basketball at all. Everything that they could have done wrong down the stretch, they did wrong. They did, including Barrett dribbling the ball out of bounds that they oh, ended up I late mean, trying to yeah. get up. Where Look, are you going? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what he was. You know, what did I'm, he say? I'm, I'm an RJ defender, and again, he has made a lot of progress this year. Tonight was woof. That fourth quarter, that was that was about as bad as it gets as well. I mean, and, and that last shot, you know, to have one last crack at it after all that's gone wrong, right? You, you get yeah. you hit a shot, win the game, get out of town, and, and move on. Uh, but uh, that shot, uh, you know, to think that that was the shot that they were going for there. And then the other thing about that, Gordon, too, is, okay, obviously they were going to deny Julius Randle, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously. Then somebody else has got to be 
beat us beside Julius Randle. Could I have Burks taking that shot? I don't want RJ taking that shot, Gordon. Not even not even first guess. I'm not even second guessing that. Well, first guess with the fourth quarter he had. I don't want him taking that shot. You know what? I don't mind him taking a shot there, but it got to be a better shot than that. I mean, that was just that was atrocious. I mean, anything would have been better than that. I mean, you, you couldn't have gotten something better than that. I'd have rather he tried to go to the basket and yeah, slam it. Something, right. Maybe you get a, try foul to get a foul call. Yeah. Who knows, right? I mean, I know you only have five seconds, but put the ball in the deck. Let's go. Yes, uh, there's got to be something better than that. Um, yeah, that was – I don't know what other way to – I just keep saying the same oh. thing over and over again. It was Me just too. ugly. Oh. It was just ugly. And you, you kind of feel – you kind of hope that they were kind of beyond this kind of performance. Yes. But it just yeah. shows you – that this is still very much a work in progress, and, and maybe this will be used as a reminder better than any other, right? Like the coach mm-hmm. can tell the players all the time this thing or that thing, but until sometimes they go through it, they, it, won't, it won't resonate the same way. That's for sure. Uh, all right, Gordon, cheer me up. Let's talk brackets. All right, Larry, uh, you want to get some brackets in here? Yeah, let's do it. Of course, we had the 70s yesterday, and uh, things are pretty much, uh, you know, going according to plan there, although I have to say – Nice job by Three's company holding their own against the juggernaut that is the Jeffersons. But the Jeffersons, the number one seed in the 70s, does move on 60 to 40 there. And happy days over Brady Bunch, pretty convincingly, uh, 63-36. So the regional semifinal in the 1970s will be the one seed, the Jeffersons, versus the three seed. Happy days. All right, let's move on to the uh, 1980s, which I think this one will be a little bit more... Uh, up in the air, and I'm a little worried Uh-oh. about the number one seed. Uh oh. Because this could, like, you, you think that you're going to get all four number one seeds through, but that generally does not happen. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, we've already lost the one one seed. So mm-hmm. in Hawaii five zero. Unbelievable. But the 1980s, the number one seed, and to me, if this won the entire tournament, it would not surprise me at all. The number one seed in the 1980s, of course, is. All right, so cheers. Now you think that they're going up against the number 12 seed here so that they'll have an easy, breezy day of it. Right. But the number 12 seed, boy, they have really uh, surprised. And the number 12 seed, of course, is... Yeah, Jeopardy. Now, Jeopardy, all they've done so far is take out Magnum P.I. and Knight Rider. So they have had a very impressive tournament so far. So that's the first matchup. Yeah, that's unbelievable, right? The Jeopardy. I, I, I never have once in my life been just kind of humming. I, it's very memorable. Yes. You know what it is, but uh, I've never once thought that, you know what? Boy, that Jeopardy theme. What a great <laughs> job they did on that. All right, so then the other matchup in the 1980s, this one, I mean, look, if I had a vote, this one could go either way. Mm-hmm. I know the guys in the control room are very big fans, and the reason why they are the number three seed is the number three seed is what it is, is because of those guys. The number three seed is. Now the world don't move to the beat. Of just oh, Alan Thick singing his heart out there right for you. different strokes. Mm-hmm. I think Alan might have his hands full here, though, because the number seven seed in the 1980s has already taken out. Greatest, uh, the greatest American hero. They also took out Miami Vice. It is the number seven seed. Uh, of course, the A team. 
A-team versus different strokes. Styles make Ooh, fights. It does. So there you go. Those are your two regional semifinals in the 1980s. Maybe the Knicks should have played this in the fourth quarter. Might have got a little, you know, <laughs> testicular fortitude, as uh, Gorilla Monsoon used to say back in That's the day. Right. That's right. Um, yeah, they could have used something. So there you go. Two matchups. Cheers versus Jeopardy. Different strokes versus the A-teams. Voting is now open uh, on Twitter. At Gordon Damer, at Hardesty ESPN. I'm sure we'll retweet momentarily. The uh, station account will retweet. Please go out and vote and uh, get it right, people. Uh, we can't have Jeopardy in the. I mean, think of the the haters will delight in Jeopardy being in the Final Four if it actually turns out to be the case. So absolutely, and 90s tomorrow, right? 90s tomorrow. Yep, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, look, it's pretty clear to me what the two should be. We've been Mm -hmm. saying it since the bracket came out. We'll Mm -hmm. see if the people agree. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they've disagreed so far, so. They sure have. It's going to be interesting. Once again, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer. I've already retweeted. So, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer. And the station will, as Gordon mentioned, retweet it at at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Vote early and often. (laughs) Yes. And and, and considering some of the things that Kevin Durant is using his phone for, he should be using it for one of his burner accounts to hop on and kind of boost our our vote totals, considering his little – Back and forth with uh, the actor Michael Rappaport. Yeah. And and which account is he asking uh, right. James Harden? Is he going to be all right? James Harden leaving the game tonight with uh, t- muscle epidemic tightness. Over there. Did, is it because they're on Yes? Is this what's going on? <laughs> is it not. something with the is the Yes Network cursed? I don't know. I don't <laughs> What, what, some of the Yankee stuff dropped, rubbed right. off on them? Well, look, I mean, if, if, if somebody's got to take the, 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 the bullet for the team here, let it be the Nets. Let it not be the Yankees. I think That's everybody right. would sign for that. The nine Net fans will be disappointed, but the Yankee fans will all be happy. It's a, it's a win-win. Mean, what's gonna, but this, listen, if you're a Net fan, you're like, I, I don't mind Kyrie not being there, but Harden? <laughs> yeah, well, so we were talking about him for the MVP. It's like these guys are dropping like I flies. Know. Don't play well. You'll get hurt. Don't, don't play Don't play like an MVP. It's a curse. Don't yeah. do it. In, in Jokic, right now. I, and he, as long as he stays healthy, he's going he's gonna to be unanimous, I think. He's going to be running away with it. Yeah. Come on, y'all. I'm, not, I'm sorry. I'm not in an uptown mood tonight. Uh, Trying to get I'm you sorry, out of it, Gordon. Guys. Come on. You got to put it behind you, baby. No, Let's go. No. <laughs> not, not yet. You know who else is not? I, go play this for Tom Thibodeau right now. But he's always angry. Yeah. He, I mean, even when they he'll win, he'll he's look angry. At whatever it is that's playing the music, and it will just start to melt. It'll stop. Yeah. Ew. Immediately. Right away. I understand. But you know what, Gordon? You got to put it behind you. It's okay. Listen, you have a Yankee. You have opening day oh, tomorrow. Oh, thank God. Thank God got opening, opening day is day. here. day. Yes. So let it go. After, after the show, let it go. For you, it's about. Garrett Cole on the hill tomorrow at the stadium. Big, big, you know, the big game. Everything's, everybody's ready to go. Judge, everybody's healthy, Gordon. In the starting, everybody's healthy right now. A little breaking news, Larry. Anthony DiComo Uh just tweeting out that Francisco Lindor and the Mets have a deal. (laughs) 10 years, 341 million. There we go. So they split the difference. They split the difference. 
Did I not tell them they should do that last time? Wow, night? they overpaid for that guy. $34 million. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. The, oh, it's coming, bargain. right? I mean, somebody's going to complain. No, hey, hey, look, they no, had Gordon to get it the bargain. He, yeah. he, he, they could have paid three eighty five. <laughs> right, but now it's 34 a year, right? What was it? What was it? His, his thing was what? I think it was like 31 a year or whatnot. Uh-huh. So, yeah, something yeah, like well, that. And it's not just uh, Decomo. Uh, Heyman has it. Bob mm-hmm. Nightingale has it. So uh, It's official. Go. It's official. It looks Mets like get it's it a done. good, done deal. Nice for the Mets. They needed to get it done. Yes. Um, so much. Uh, was that the final? So, so is this the final offer, or will there be another? Yeah. Con- well, look. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should have held out for another couple of hours. Might not get a couple of other million. Who knows? Could got four hundred. Yeah. <laughs> you never wow. know. It's a, isn't that something? Three. Oh, unbelievable. But listen, hey, they get and it that done. Does not, we're good. And that does not include this year. So that no. actually starts. Next, next year. year, yeah. Wow. Well, at least we know where he'll be next year. Yes, he, well, he's going to be there for a very long time. And yes, what's funny is. is now with this deal, his and Cano's contract, I think, are both up in the same year, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that would be – no, no. Boy, you, you're having fun with this, aren't oh, you, Oh, well, look, you gotta, look the, the Knicks, they'll, they'll, they'll bring out the gallows humor in you, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you have to laugh at something after watching that disgrace. Oh, oh it was bad. God. You know the Knicks are back. You know, no, the, they're not. it's not the worst part of it, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But remember, Omar in Brooklyn. Cursed them uh, last night. He said that they were going to lose to the Timberwolves. He cursed them last night. He jinxed them. I know. It's his fault. It is his fault. Just to make a point. Right. Just so he I can be he's right. Happy. He wants to be, he likes to be miserable. So now he's miserable. So now he's happy. You know what? Speaking with opening day tomorrow Gordon I'm mm-hmm. really excited this, this is the part of the baseball the part of the season I love now I love doing the show all the time mm-hmm. but Gordon to be on after baseball Absolutely. games where people can just like how could he make that move why mm-hmm. didn't he pull him earlier what is he doing oh I love it I sit here and I play shrink for the whole baseball season it's uh, that's, Mets a fun, and Yankees. that's a fun spot to be in right Mets and Yankees. I just sit here and let vent it's okay People, people ask, could, could they get on the, the psychologist's couch? Larry, put your white doctors. I'm here. And now we have two doctors to help you. Not just me, but right. Gordon will be here as right. well. I'm Although I may doctor. be helping I'm Gordon. Gonna, I'm going to be sticking the pins in the, in the voodoo doll, I think, maybe once in a while. But, yeah, no, look, uh, it's gonna be a gr- it should be a great season, right? And yes. it's good that this is now out of the way so you don't have to hear about this. You know, heaven forbid Lindor got off to a bad start. Fans would have just completely trashed him. So now that this is out of the way, it's upward and onward. The Mets can have a big season. The Yankees hopefully can have a big season. And we can start to play some baseball and and not just like 60 games, right? Like like an actual baseball season with some actual fans in the stands. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, tell your friends. You can call us right here after the games. We are here. We'll be here waiting for you. Call us, even if it's a Yankee Day game. Hold out. <laughs> Wait to hear what we got to say about it. Right. And look, th- those things stick with you the whole day, right? Like they do. Even if it's a 1 o'clock game, if, if, they, if they win a big game in a big way or they, they lose a game late, it sticks with you. It does. It really does. So we'll be here for you. So keep a note of that. Let's go to the phones, Gordon. 1-800-919-3776. Jans and Yonkers. Jan, you're batting leadoff on ESPN New York tonight. Yes, and I'm ready to, to tear my – Tear out of my head. Listen, I called you a couple of nights ago, your show, and and I love your show, both of you. Thank you. Three-point shooting defense. I don't know if you remember, I called when the Heat yep. beat us a couple of nights ago. Mm-hmm. I'm totally frustrated. 
they're not going to do well going down the stretch because they cannot defend well against a three-point shot. And all around the league, teams know this, no matter how good our defense is. You but they're, but they're, you in, in fairness, Jan, their three-point defense, until recently, I get it, it's been bad, but over the course of the year has actually been one of the strengths of the team. They've actually done a good job with that. You know, they just got to get back to where they well, were before. Well, well, here's the thing, though. The, the problem is we should have never lost that game tonight. No, we had an 18-point lead in the first quarter, 13-point yeah. lead in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. What happened? Uh, they got sloppy, Jan. Thanks for the phone call and the kind words. They got sloppy. And the other thing, Gordon, here's what's happening. And guards are starting to get past the Nick guards. Mm-hmm. And now you're noticing that they, they have to switch. The key thing that the, what the Knicks have been doing defensively so well all year was taking pride in staying with their own guy. Right, whoever it is, that's the guy I'm supposed to defend. I'm staying with him. So now what's happening is there's penetration. And so once guys get past their defender and people help, they're being they're kicking the ball back out to wide open three pointers now. And that's what's hurting them and that's what's hurt them over these past couple of weeks. Yeah. And that's and the look, big difference. It, I don't want to put it on one guy, but we you know, we pointed out Barrett's issues oh, tonight and, and uh you know not good. Uh, 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 Julius Randle missed some easy jump shots there at mm-hmm, the end. Mm-hmm. If Alfred Payton is not defending, what does he do? I mean, he's yeah, not. Right. He's not. I mean, he's not a creator. He's not a. He's not a shot maker. He's not gonna. You know, he's not gonna hit shots at the basket. I mean, misses too many layups. Gets there, he, can't finish. I mean, he, he gets there all the time. I mean, he gets there regularly and and <laughs> and never converts. It seems like. So if he's not, I saw a stat somewhere. I'll pull it up. Uh, over that last like seven minutes, I mean, he provided you basically nothing. So. Point guard, can, yeah. can we get a point guard? A point guard, a point yeah. guard, please. Yeah, they uh, that that has been an issue forever. Forever, it's been an issue this year. It's clear that that's something that they need. There might not ever been a more clear example of it than tonight. Absolutely right, Gord. You're absolutely right. Sam is in San Antonio. Hey, Sam, you're next on ninety-eight-seven. Sam. Sam. All right, we'll come back to him. Uh, let's go to Bruce and Flushing. Hey, Bruce, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. Are we having issues with the phones? Yeah. Bruce is always there. Yeah, Bruce is usually there. Can you hear me now? Hello? Hey, Bruce. What's up? Okay. Um, before I get to my Yankee predictions for this year, um, I, 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 I agree with my fellow compadre, uh, Buddha, because I was thinking about this year's the day. Next year, God willing, if everybody's around, movie theme songs. Can you imagine matching up Shaft to the Mar- uh, the Magnificent Seven theme song or the Good, Bad, and the Ugly? And then mm. you'll bring up some movie from 1950 that I've never heard of before, Bruce. Well, did, have, you, have you ever heard of High Noon? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. That's also a great thing. Right, right. We'll get we'll we'll get nine votes on that poll. You know, something from high noon. But all right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, let me get to the Yankees. This is some of my Yankee predictions for this year. Mm-hmm. A, God willing, we're going to the World Series. B, um, they will make a trade at the deadline, and I believe Washington is. You know, if they fall out of contention, it'll be Scherzer, Scherzer, Scherzer. 
Number three, um, um, the big guy, um, Stanton, will have 145 RBIs. No, not 120 RBIs, 45 home runs, and back to 80. And um, the, the, the key minor leaguer who will be brought up in the second half, probably for that bullpen, but you never know, he could slip to the starting rotation, but I would think bullpen is Luis Medina, who throws 98 miles an hour and has been a starting pitcher, has had some command problems over the last couple of years, but ironed it out in the Dominican Republic this year. Um, and this kid, his arm is unbelievable. No comments. Well, Medina's been a guy, I, I don't know how old he is, but it seems like he's been around for a very long time because he has... He's 21, been, 22, know, something like it that. Se- it seems like they have been talking about him for a while. Not that he was going to be up here anytime, you know, in, in, the, in the past, but it seems like he's one of their really um, crown jewels in terms of arms and someone that they expect to... I, I don't know if it's going to be this year, you know. I just wonder what kind of impact last year with no minor leagues is going to have on some of these guys and what it's going to have on even the guys that were here and playing last year with only 60 games. So, look, if you're going to pick a name for a pitcher in the Yankees farm system after some of the things that you read about Medina in, in spring training, I think that that's a safe bet. Uh, I don't know about Max Scherzer. I would not uh, be getting my hopes up on him. You know, like if they are sticking to this, uh, you know, staying under the payroll and all this type of stuff, I think Scherzer's making like $30 million this year, and this is the final year of his deal or something like that. But I, I can check on that. But let's, uh, hey, let's hope. The only number that I care about for Judge and Stanton is games played. Yeah. If they play in games – I, I, it's like the, everything else is secondary. As long as they play in games, I have no question about what their production is going to be. Just keep those two. I would just love to be – wouldn't you love to see like a full year of these guys together? I mean, it would be it would amazing. Be it would be. It would be. Gordon Omar from Brooklyn is next. Should we talk to him? Let's do it. All right. All right, Omar. Good You're evening. Next. How are you? Tough loss, right? Uh, oh, stop but, uh, it with a tough loss. Uh, oh, how, how dare you? Why are you happy that they how much lost? You today? How much you won today? What's that? You, you, how much you won today? You wanted to bet on the. Uh, <laughs> you know, I never got a bet in right? because the, the fan duel doesn't give you the line at the time, and then I forgot to do it today, but it ended up saving me money, Omar. So why are you happy? Why are you happy? No, no, no! I'm not. Happy. Yes, I'm you not. are. You're, you smile. I can hear your smile. You know what? Here, here it is. I am very, very, very frustrated. Where you know what I am frustrated for? Because I have seen, I have seen this thing happen mentally, mm. mentally blocking the Pat Riley team and the Knicks for so many years. How are you going to give a three pointer? Here we go. When it's a two point game, I don't care. They tie the ball game. There is no way. There are so many coaches. There are so many players. They are so mentally stressed out. They cannot defend a three. Tell them. Let them have a dunk. But you cannot give a three. And that's a wide open three to take the lead. How the game is going. What are these coaches? Assistant coaches. What are they doing? How the game is going. Don't you understand? And I'm happy. You are happy. You wanted oh them to lose God. this game so you could call up and gloat and, and mm-hmm. be happy about it. Oh, no, no, I, 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 
because you know what? It is, uh, I see them, they are going to play back-to-back. I wanted them so bad. I wanted to be so wrong in this that they can win that game. Show me. Show me all the coaches, all I want from Tom Thibodeau and this next team. Out of these next two games, I came to two next games. Back-to-back. Give me one game. Otherwise, you are going for a five-game losing streak. Give me one game. Detroit and Dallas. One game. Whatever game well, they, it they, is. I, I think that they'll win. One. I mean, look, they have to. If they want to stay in play, they have to win back-to-back situation. Got a back-to-back situation. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, Dallas is a far more talented team than the Knicks, but we'll see. I mean, this might be – look, if it turns out that the disappointment and the disgrace that was this finally drives it home to the team and that they – usually when they have a bad loss like this, they generally come out the next time and play much sharper, much crisper. Defense is the focus, right? And if you're going to get a win – I would like today, to get that today, one against what Dallas. I saw, today, I wanted to be so wrong that uh, on my prediction that yes. you cannot even imagine because I was uh, I, I, I was looking. Well, generally, at this, you are. Came, uh, That's why it's very uh, but, shocking. But, uh, to listen, me. listen. Yes. One thing. One. One thing I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted today somebody uh, and to tell me, R.J. Barrett. I love R.J. Barrett. I can have fifteen R.J. Barrett, but when you you design a play. Yeah, no, that was not great. You're right, Omar. Thanks for the phone call, my friend. And and Omar, woosah. Yes. Woosah. In okay. with the good air, out with the bad air. Yeah, I mean, he, he was happy in the beginning, but we got yeah, him. Yeah, no, he was. He the was, real Omar he's happy. The real Omar is happy that they lost this game. He just, no want, he, just, he just wants to be right. Yes. And look, I can understand that. I can understand that motivation. But I, I think you should be very angry with him because he tried to set you up. He tried to set you up to lose money on promo code Gordon. If it just happened to be see the that one you thing that, that. that everybody forgets is that I'm very forgetful. So the game had started, and like you can bet in the game on yes. FanDuel, but like I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to tempt fate at that point. I feel like I had missed my window already. So and then the Knicks got off to the big lead. So then the line was all the way up there. I said I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get in on that. So it was a problem. But look. It, Dallas could be a loss on Friday night. Could I mean, be. that would not be a shock, but it would I, not I will be. say this. If they do end up losing to Dallas, Tom Thibodeau will strangle somebody on the court if they don't beat Detroit. I mean, look, they, they are right. – they ha, that, that, is, that is rock bottom, right? Like, you cannot afford – because then you got Brooklyn after that, right? That's right. And Boston, I think, after that. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they almost need to kind of win these next two. No question about it. Conversation continues right here on 98.7 ESPN. Lindor. Lindor. You're going to the bank every second week. Uh, you'll be seeing one of them there. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Listen, you know who's, you know who's, who's happier than Met fans about Lindor? Would Pete be Alonzo, all the other guys on the team? Conforto and Syndergaard. Okay, yeah, Conforto. <laughs> I don't know if Conforto's going to be happy. I mean, are they going to – obviously, they're not going to sign it before opening day. No, but they don't have to worry. They got the season for him. 
Yeah. They got the season. And Syndergaard's not even back yet. So they'll, they'll no, take care yeah, of him Syndergaard, the end I mean, of the you year, have to so see how he pitches before you, you can start really opening up that avenue there. But but I, w- I will have to say that, uh, and we'll get to the calls in a second, I will have to say, Gordon, I am much happier with the Mets that they finally came and got this deal done than I was a couple of days ago. Because for them to put – they shouldn't put fans through that, though, Gordon. That's not funny. That's not funny. And, and to hear, and to hear, you know, uh, the other side of it is, boy, you know what's going to happen to Lindor if he turns that money down and whatnot. Here's the bottom oh, line. He's it, not going to – here's the thing, Gordon. He's going to play – he's betting on himself. He's going to have a heck of a season because he's like, if they don't pay me, somebody's giving me some money. You know what? You know, people always say, well, you know, fans take the side of ownership. Fans take the side of pl- – fans take the side of fans. They want what's best for them. And yep. – you know, Francisco Lindor, when it looked like you would be going into a season without him signed long-term, that's not what they wanted. So mm-hmm. I could understand their frustration, and it did have the potential to get ugly if he had gotten all, you know, if he had the normal, typical type of transition year to a new team, it could have really gotten to be pretty ugly pretty quickly. So to get it out of the way, now, you didn't get a bargain, but you knew no. you weren't getting a bargain no. when you made the trade. So right. I don't think that there's – there. This there can be no regrets on this deal because this is what the deal was going to look like, right? He got one million dollars more than Tatis got. He got it in a ten-year deal, or instead of the whatever it was for Tatis, was it fourteen years or whatever that is? So mm-hmm. the, the union has to be ecstatic about yes. this. Yes, he's ecstatic about this. The Mets have to be happy about this. So there's no reason for Met fans not to be happy about this. Met fans like my friend Sam in San Antonio, for example, who's next on 9870 ESPN. Hey, Sam. Hey, gentlemen. Good evening. Thank you so much for taking the call. I apologize if you called on me early. I ended up hitting a call from my brother who just ended up hitting a deer, but he's good. Oh, That's neither here nor there. Is he all right? Uh, Everybody okay? Yeah, he's good. He's good, man. Uh, okay. Honestly, uh, the, we, we both uh, obviously look from the Northeast. The driving over here, gentlemen, if you're ever driving over here, please have 17 sets of eyes on your heads. The drivers here are nuts. So where he lives is kind of like the Bermuda Triangle of everything bad coming up in one spot. Wow. There's a glare, there's deer, terrible drivers, a terrible merge. So uh, that's just my societal uh, worldly advice to you guys if you're ever in San Antonio. All right. uh, I ended up being, getting on hold before, right before probably the deal was announced. So it's actually interesting. My point is still going to be the same. So if I have – can you give it a moment? I wanted to break it down into three different points of views, ownership, uh, okay. the player and us as the fans. So if I was an owner, I wouldn't even offered him this deal to begin with, number one, because you have five top-end shortstops coming up next year with a possible work stoppage. So uh, I wouldn't have even offered him that. I would have done something like Houston did to Correa just to test what he's looking for. And you know what? If you don't sign it, let's go to battle next year because I can go shopping because I have Cohen's big pockets now. That's number one. As a player, for all the fans that were mad that he said no, that's ridiculous. He had a timeline that he had to work with. There's nothing wrong with asking for more. He actually got it. So for the fans that are upset about that end of the deal, come on. We all are trying to get the most bang for our buck as well. Now, as a fan, that's the only thing that we truly have an effect on in this whole world, right? We're the fans. So intrinsically, we just got arguably the best shortstop in the league. So let's be happy about it. Who cares how long he took to sign the deal? Welcome aboard, Francisco. Hopefully, we have this entire 10 years is going to be amazing, and hopefully we can max out the ground as well. Um, we need some holes to fix. You know that, Larry, as well oh, as yeah. uh, Gordon. Um, the pitching is still a question. The defense is horrendous still. 
It is. I'm still very, that's the biggest weak spot for me. So thank you for the time, gentlemen. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. Have a wonderful rest of your evening, and we'll talk again soon. All right, Sam. Take care, my friend. Boy, is he happy. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, (laughs) I think that you'd have to say that the Mets caved here a little bit, right? A little bit. It was presented as the the last and final offer, and they went back. So for all the criticism of, oh, well, how could he turn this down? Francisco Lindor got a better deal out of it by turning it down. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I don't think you can really worry about that. For all the the idea that, well, you know, when the season is over, there's going to be all these shortstops that are available. No, you would already picked your guy. Yeah. You had already took a look at the la- – like, if you wanted to say, uh, you know, we really want Trevor Story. If you're the Mets, you said, you know what, I, we like Trevor Story for whatever reason more than all these other guys. Well, then you wouldn't have made the Lindor deal. You would have, right. you would have improved the team in other – maybe you would have pushed a little harder to get Springer. You would have made another move here or there, and you would have left shortstop alone. The fact that you had already traded for this guy put the pressure on you that this was the guy you had chosen out of the shortstop field, and now you have him, and he's not going to be in the shortstop field. He'll be, you know, in terms of the free agency field after this season. They went into this, Gordon, it seems like they were expecting that if we can get away with, with getting giving him a little bit of money, not what – I think Tatis changed everything for them. And, and so they were just like, okay, we're going to have to really up the money here, but let's see how far we can get away. Let's see if we can take – if he'll take the first offer. And, Gordon, nobody ever takes the first offer. No, of course not. You never do. Conrad's yeah. in West Milford. Hey, Conrad, you're next on 98.7. Hey, how you doing? I wanted to talk about the Lindor deal. Personally, I think it's an excellent deal. I don't think anyone's taken into consideration the landscape, you know, the, the new owner – considering his wife is also Puerto Rican, the, that connection that they have to that player. New York City, you know, there's a big Puerto Rican and Hispanic community. Uh, the position that he plays, his body type, he's not really injury-prone like Correa or, you know, other players that are not from, that probably wouldn't work in this area. I think it's an excellent deal. My question is, what do you think they're going to do next? I heard from, you know, just reading on Twitter and other sources that the offer they made to Conforto, he rejected. He It wasn't even in the realm of what he was looking for. So I'm wondering who's, you know, what are they going to do next? Are they going to focus there? Are they going to look elsewhere? And what do you think about Conforto feeling that the initial offer was not in the quote-unquote realm of what he's looking for? Considering, it's a negotiation. It's you know, a negotiation, he's, he's a streaky player. Yeah, I hear you. Thanks for the phone call. It's It's a negotiation. And, and like I just said, nobody ever takes the first deal. The, the owners are not going to take the first deal. They're going to go back and forth. And once again, there's no deadline with him. So what he has to, here's what he's got to do. He, Gordon, has to do the same thing that Lindor was talking about. He's just got to play. Play his game, go out there. If he can duplicate over 162 what he did in 60, he will get paid. He will get paid. They, will not, they don't want to give him up. Gordon, he's homegrown. This is this is a, a totally different situation, and, and I think that he will get his money. But once again, because of his agent, uh, it's yeah. always it, it's going to be difficult. This is going to be a long road. It's not yes. going to be settled. This quickly. is going to be settled after. I don't think that there's any way that at this no. point Scott Boris is going to work. No. I mean, unless the Mets just throw some ridiculous, and it doesn't seem like they would do that. Uh, the fact that his agent is Scott Boris, his history is always to take the guy to free agency, and if if Michael Conforto can repeat the year. Now, that will be very difficult to do. 
uh, mm-hmm. because he, I mean, the batting average especially, I think, was if you take a look at the analytic stats, he was a little fortunate there, and that's probably not translatable. But even if, it's, even if that drops down a bit from where it was, he puts another up uh, another Michael Conforto-type year. He, he's going to cash in quite, quite nicely. Yes. It, it won't be Tatis 14 years, 340, but it'll be nice. <laughs> you know what? Somebody brought this up to me today. He's a Met fan, and uh, he said that, do you think that the fact that Cohen – is as rich as he is, and it's so it's so well known that he's like the richest guy. Do you think that that hurt in negotiations? That that the play that like both Conforto too, they almost have to really strike a, a huge deal because it's known so well that that um, that uh, Cohen has fourteen billion dollars. You can't be taking like nickel and dime offers from the team. I think it's a consideration, and I do think the agents are going to like push as much as they can, but I think that's part of the, quote, hard line, unquote, mm-hmm. that he was taking with Lindor to say, no, I'm, this is my final offer. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do what, four, 385. No, we're not going to do that. So, right. he, so, you know, he backed that. He gave him a little bit more, but nowhere near what he wanted. So I, I think he's trying to set, as he said with the drunken sailor comment, that's going to live for him in infamy. Uh it, the bottom line is here. No, I'm not just going to spend this money. You're going to have to earn it, and we're going to really have some hard negotiations going on. And I think, listen, hard negotiations and Scott Boris. If right. we were playing, if we were playing a word game, Gordon, that's the way this is going to be. This is forget. This is this is done till the end of the year. I can't wait for this to end up at the end of the year because Boris will have his presentation. That's right, and, and and he will. I I lo- I really like Michael Conforto as a player, mm-hmm. he, and I almost feel like he's almost like a poor man's version of Bryce Harper. If you take a look at their stats, yeah. they're not that much different. You're right. He will have him as Mickey Mantle. He will have him as Daryl Strawberry in his prom. I mean, he will be building him up to such a degree. He'll have a nice bind, you know, like the, the leather-bound book right. of the, the story of Michael Conforto. <laughs> It'll be amazing. It'll be great. And, yeah. and of course, the, first, the opening page will be transcript of Keith Hernandez, who said that this kid is so talented, one day he will be a National League batting champion. That's where <laughs> it will start. And then right. it will continue on. It will continue. Right. Forward by <laughs> Keith Hernandez. That's it. That's it. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.